been a little bit since I have recorded anything, uh, but well, we keep pretty busy where I'm at now, so it, it's a little bit harder to get out every week to do it. But I wanted to talk about something today that's been kind of on my heart and spent a lot of time in prayer about, and now that we're heading towards the holiday season, um, I want to talk about traditions and kind of what those look like and and what happens when a tradition becomes more important than our our personal relationships whether they're with the people that we love and that surround us or or whether it becomes more important than that relationship with God when I think of this I think of my family growing up didn't have a whole lot of traditions and actually, we didn't really have any traditions, to be honest with you. It was just kind of one of those uh, things. We just, we didn't have them. Where, you know, my, my wife's family, my in-laws, they have this tradition where they get together Christmas Eve and, and they make this, they don't make a traditional Christmas dinner like you would think here in the States with, you know, hams or turkeys or any of that stuff. No, they, they make spaghetti with a meat sauce. And that's their tradition. But when I think of traditions in the church, I think of the things that we hold and we cling tightly to and we debate over in the church. Things like the sacraments, you know, water baptism versus non-water baptism or, or taking communion every Sunday versus not taking communion at all versus taking it once every three or four months or whatever it is. Right? When I think of it, I think of the things that we do and we... We always tend to, in the church especially, we tend to hold on to those traditions, right? Like we, and, and, and we tend to fight over what the tradition is. And I think we start missing the scripture and we stop missing the meaning of that, that tradition or that sacrament or, or whatever it is. And what happens when that tradition becomes a ritual? Or that tradition becomes so ingrained that it's become part of your church's theology. And when I think of something simple, like, um, let's take communion. Let's take baptism, because baptism is a big one, right? Some churches believe you're baptized when the Holy Spirit comes over. Well, that goes back into the book of John. Well, it goes back to when John's talking about um, that you, you're reading about the scripture about Jesus being baptized. And in that scripture, Jesus is put into the water. He's brought back out to the water. Is that when he's baptized? Or is it when the Holy Spirit descends upon him? Is that when the baptism happens? Doesn't really matter, right? As long as, I mean, he was Jesus. He was the son of God. Right, the idea of baptism of a water baptism was an outward expression of an inward change. Well, if that's the case, then the baptism of water is literally—it's not a bad thing. It's a public display of your your choice to follow Jesus and accept Jesus into your life. Like that is not a bad thing. But what are we doing with that? 
Well, today's modern churches, what do we do with that? Uh, that becomes a sign of membership into the church. The idea of being dunked in the water and coming back out is, has less to do with your salvation and your relationship with Jesus in the modern church than it, as much as it does with, well, you've done that, now you're a member of our church. Or, well, you came from another church, so you need to be baptized. No. And the way I look at it is, is I'm a follower of Christ. I am a son of God. And the one thing that, no matter how I look at it, is we can't allow something as simple as the baptism, the, the physical acts, the dunking the water and out. While it is important and it is a public display, and that is important, the real baptism happens inside. It happens what happens when the Holy Spirit enters us. It's what happens when we let the Holy Spirit take over. It's what happens when we start acting the way Jesus told us to act. It happens when we start allowing the Holy Spirit to change us. Right? Baptism isn't a you're dunked, you're open, now you're baptized. Now that's it. No, like it, it's an ongoing process, guys. Or something like communion. What is communion like in your church? What does it look like in your community? Right? Some communities, communion happens every time you break bread together in a fellowship. Or you have a meal together in a fellowship. Some communities, it's you do the wafer, you go up, the priest blesses you. Where the pastor blesses the food, prays over you for a second. You take the piece of bread or the wafer and you take a sip of the juice, or the grape juice. Or if you're Catholic, the wine. Right? There are different ways we interpret this. There's different emphasis we put on certain traditions and rituals within the church. And then we fight over it. Kind of like you do... I think of as like when you're at your family for Christmas or Thanksgiving and a tradition has to be changed or a new tradition starts. What do you do? How many of you in your family or fight that change, fight the new tradition or fight the change in a tradition or but this is the way we've always done it. Great. Change is hard to do. But here's where I look at it. If we're Christians, we're real followers of Christ. We're really putting our heart and soul into Christ. And that relationship and that pursuing that relationship the way that he pursues the relationship with us. Then while, yes, the acts of baptism are important, the public displays are important. While the act of communion of going up in front of your church and taking that communion is important. Um, I also think about it this way. Are we more concerned with how we're seen doing these acts? Or are we more concerned with these traditions and these, these rituals? Are we putting the focus on the right thing? Are we putting the focus on we're so concerned with how people see us? Which fits in with today's culture, right? It's all about our views, our likes, 
our followers, our streaks, right? It's all about how we're presented and how we present ourselves to people and how we look and we're viewed versus, versus what really happens as a follower of Christ. What happens on the inside? What's changing on the inside? How is, how is what is the Holy Spirit doing on the inside reflecting on the outside? Right? It's great to look the best. It's great to be the fastest, the best. Like those are all good things if you're good for you. But when I think about these traditions and I think about how the church as a whole comes together. What are we doing with them? How much do these traditions influence not just the culture of the church, but how do these traditions like how much how much emphasis do we put on those physical outward acts, those those public affection, those public showings? And are they just that? Is it just a show? Because for some people it is. Right, one of my my biggest pet peeves is a uh, doing youth ministry, um, and yet one of the greatest things I saw was you go to a big youth event with these with hundreds of kids, or maybe not even a hundred kids, right? But you go to these youth events and, and you get these kids all pumped up to follow Christ, and they'd all jump and follow Christ, and then you leave them with nothing, no guidance. Right, these big events, they like, okay, cool, you've accepted Christ, and then they move on. They don't talk about it afterwards. They don't talk about the things that to expect afterwards. They don't talk about what happens when you get back to your home church, when you get back into your community with your friends, with your like the changes that are supposed to happen. Traditions are a great thing. Baptism, communion, all this stuff is a great, great thing. Public prayer, tithing, the things the church does is traditions, you know, the Christmas season where we get out and Christmas we put out the nativity scenes and we put on these big Christmas present pageants and more people come to church during Christmas and Easter than any other time of year because of the stuff we do. But why aren't we doing that year-round? Why do we put the nativity out for Christmas and by February, it's back inside the church in a box and stored away? Why? Why isn't it out year-round? Why aren't we talking about the birth of Jesus year-round? Because it's tradition to only talk about it during Christmas. Why is it during Christmas or Thanksgiving people are more giving? It's a tradition thing. Same thing when we think of the Salvation Army and the Red Kettles, right? It's a tradition, right? They caught they they're out by Thanksgiving. They're out till Christmas Eve and. And you got the bell ringers ringing, and, and there's something that clicks, right? Traditions bring in memories. They bring in these 
these tangible memories, sounds, sights, smells that bring us back to our childhood and things that, that happen. So no, traditions aren't bad. In fact, in, in Matthew, Jesus goes to the synagogue and flips the tables. It was one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And it's not that tables didn't belong in the synagogues. But it's the fact that the Pharisees allowed their traditions and their, their practices and what they deemed important become more important than their relationship with God. It became more important than spreading God's word to the people. It became more important than reaching people's salvation. Right? So he went into the temples and flipped tables out of anger. Righteous anger. Because they were more concerned with filling their pockets. And less concerned with the people. Right? Traditions are great. Traditions do these amazing things, and you do some amazing stuff for traditions. I will never say tradition. Well, can't say never, but because I'm sure there's some out there. But when I think of traditions in the church, and I think of certain traditions and the big ones like the sacraments and, and the emphasis we put on that public display, what are we doing in the church? to prepare people for life after those displays, those public acknowledgements. What are we doing as the church to continue to help those people grow or help all the people in the church grow, not just new new people to the, to, to the faith and not just new people to living as a Christian, but what are we doing as a whole church in our communities to continue traditions and keep the emphasis not on us but to keep the emphasis on God what does that look like how do we do that when I think of this idea when I think of tradition of the church my, my big concern is always why are we doing it why is it still a tradition? I mean, when when I think of the things the church does, right? I think about the traditions we have, the sacraments. The concern does the does that sacrament, does that tradition, does that ritual, whatever it is, however you view it, even your family, does it become so ingrained in who you are that it replaces the theology of the church. Is it so important that it is more important than God? Because if that's the case, then we've missed the mark when it comes to traditions. If that's the case, it be, it, it misses the mark when we come to the sacraments. Because here's the tradi- problem with traditions. And as great as they are, the problem always comes back to one simple thing. Where's, what's more important? The people that we celebrate those traditions with and we do those traditions with? Or is it the tra- tradition? And where do we do those? 
Because if we're doing it in the church and we're doing it in the community of the church, something as easy as breaking bread and taking communion, it shouldn't matter what it looks like. Because when Jesus and the disciples did it, yes, he broke bread and yes, they they drank wine. And there's a symbology to it. But it was a meal. Now, it was a very intentional meal with a very specific meaning behind it. And it was his last meal, right? So it's a powerful, meaningful meal. But how often do we do that when we're sitting around our Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner with our families or Easter dinner with our families? Is that part of that tradition? Whereas a church, all those meals are highly important to us. But when we sit down for those meals, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Are we more concerned with the football game after the meal? Or are we putting Jesus and God at the forefront in that meal? And He are they the ones that we're representing when we eat those meals and we have those fellowships with people? Or are we more concerned with the football game after the Thanksgiving game? Or are we more concerned with watching the Macy's Day Parade before the game? Great traditions. I love Thanksgiving football. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to mealtime, where is our focus at? Is it is it on our family? Is it on the fellowship? Is it on remembering the good and the bad? Is it coming together as one family? Or do we let it divide us? Church, it's the same idea within us. We ha- we get so heated and debated and we're so set in st- in our ways sometimes that we often forget that where the importance of something lies if we're doing it just because it's the way we've always done it and we're not doing it to put God first brothers and sisters let me tell you that hurts that hurts me down the core because that is not what Jesus wanted us to do fact he would want us to be part of one life one family part of doing things together and he would tell us that God comes first the people around us come first the people in our communities come are more important than the tradition itself so in closing I want to say this Traditions are great. Hold on to family traditions. But don't let them control your holidays. Don't let the don't let the fact that a tradition may have to break ruin a holiday or a tradition has to change ruin your holiday. Come up with new traditions. But here's the here here's the big deal. You always need to put God first. God always needs to be at the forefront of that tradition. So think about it. When we sit down and you sit down that tradition or 
Or you go up for communion. Or you do, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to say, hey, look at me? Or are we doing it because we want to acknowledge and declare that in front of everybody how important God and Jesus are in our lives? Because that is what the meaning of those traditions is about. And that's, our ch- that's my challenge for you guys for, for the next little bit is think about the traditions you have. Think about where the emphases are. Think about why you do that tradition. And then ask yourself, is it God-honoring? Is it a good tradition? Or is it something that we do just because that's the way we've always done it? And be the usher for change. If it's if it's a tradition that has no value anymore, and it's you're doing it just because of the way you've always done it, be that one that ushers in change. Let me pray this out. Father God, thank you for the traditions you do give us. Thank you for the ability to be together as a community and love each other. Just ask this time of season of traditions that we are always together. Always, always put you first in your name. Amen.